to On and Off the Pitch. Welcome to On and Off the Pitch, back for another round up of the Barclays Women's Championship and the WSL and a little bit more and other stuff, as they say, probably the Premier League. Uh, Watford rise. Watford rise above the bottom of the table. They get off the bottom. Big, big, big upsets. Not upsets. It's to be expected, right? Watford have got good players. They have good, talented players, and they need to be much higher in the league. But their their win this weekend has helped them get off the bottom of the table. I'm going to actually go through the table first before I go through the results. In last place, Lewis, bottom of 10 points. Watford with 12, just above. London City Lionesses going the wrong way. Uh, in 10th place of 12 points. Reading in 9th place, 15 points. Sheffield United, 17 points in 8th place. Durham, 7th place and 18th point. Blackburn, 18 points. 6, 5, Birmingham City, who were looking so good not too long ago, um, you know, 26 points. Fourth place, Southampton, 27 points. Crystal Palace, 27 points in third place. And Sunderland in second place, 28 points. And top of the table right now, Charlton with 30 points. Now, the reason I've done it this way is very, very, very simple. Some of those teams have got games in hand, particularly Crystal Palace, who are only three points behind and with their goal difference and the whole amount of goals that they've scored already this season, if they win, they go top, especially if they win their game in hand. It's possible. This is going to go down to the wire. You know, really, really good. So Watford are trending on the up. Lewis are drifting. LCL are falling. While Reading and Sheffield United have made the adjustments, they've put on their boots, put in their studs and started scoring goals. Boom. So on to the results itself. Uh, Watford would beat Birmingham City at home. God, Birmingham City were away, not Watford were at home. Come on. Uh, Adjiman with both goals in the second half. So they, they win by two goals to Nin. Fantastic scoreline for Watford. They needed to get off the bottom of the table, and they have. Uh, and it really makes it interesting down at the bottom. Those four teams, they need to get their squiggle on. They need to get their wiggle on. They need to score some goals and stop conceding. It's the business end of the season. No messing around. I like all of you, but I only do the championship. I don't go lower than that. Uh, Reading were at home and they needed to win because they are uh, former WSL uh, attendees now in the championship. They needed a win. They got one goal to the nil, beating Sunderland. Sunderland had a player sent off, but Reading will take any kind of help they can get. So there it is. Reading were gifted and they took the help. They took the help and they're moving in the right direction. Durham 2, Sheffield United 5. Durham, really good first half. And then I don't know what happened to Sheffield. They had their Weetabix at halftime. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Goals, uh, Tara Bourne uh, in the first half, uh, Goodwin, Hattrick, Sigsworth rounding off. Five goals for Sheffield United. Durham, the mighty Durham. What's going on? What's going on? Always blipping around this time of the season. Seriously, come on. Uh, London City Lioness is at home uh, against Blackburn Rovers. Now, you know, I spend a lot of time talking about London City Lionesses. I like them. I follow them. 
I've seen some of their good players move on. I've seen new players come in and they had a whole host of new players come in. Uh, transfer deadline day, beyond transfer deadline day. They need those players to score goals. Didn't happen this weekend. They lose by one goal to them. To a, Bra a Blackburn team who are really, really good. Goal score for them. Lucy Shepard, last time I saw her, I think she was being stretched off against, uh, against the game against Crystal Palace. So good to see that she was back on the field and really good for her and her teammates that she gets the winner as well because that says a lot. A really good player. London City Lionesses, get your, get your groove on, get your shooting boots on. You need to start scoring goals. Um, I'm not biased, but it was a little bit of bias. Uh, Southampton at home, one. Crystal Palace away, two. Crystal Palace really would have loved this. They really would have loved this, knowing that Southampton had beaten them earlier in the season uh, at Sellers Park, which is not their home ground, just some place that they visit from time to time. But um, Palace fans will really have loved this. Isabel Atkinson, Isabel Atkinson, saw her for the first time a few weeks ago. This player is rapid. She is fast. Lots of skill. So good to see her on the score sheet. Husey does it again for Palace on the score sheet. 2-1 to Crystal Palace. Happy days for the away fans. Charlton, um, at home against Lewis. Who knew that Lewis was going to go and get a point of all the places? Charlton have played some really good football. And considering how hard they fought in the last game away from home against Crystal Palace, they will be absolutely kicking themselves to only get a point from this game, considering where Lewis are in the table. Lewis are the the bodybuilders of the um, women's championship holding up the league right at the bottom. That's where they are, bench pressing all of the other teams to make sure that they stay in the league. Charlton, I don't know, it could come back and haunt you. It could, but I'm not saying it will, but it could. Um, so there you go. But did they take their foot off the gas? After such a good win last week against Crystal Palace, this was not the fixture for Charlton to drop points. But they had to come from behind. They had to come from behind in the second half. McGowan with the equaliser for them. So happy days. Uh, no actual game for me this weekend. I was busy doing family duties. Someone's got to do it. Uh, so that was it. In terms of the roundup for the league, it's interesting. It's good to see the bottom teams getting their groove on. You know, Reading scoring, Watford scoring. I mean, this is good for them. It's going to make it interesting at the bottom. It's going to really push those other teams that are just above them because they're scrambling now thinking, we don't want to get caught. We don't want to get closed in and pulled back into that black hole that is known as the relegation zone. And it could happen. There's literally a, a couple of wins between each team from the bottom right up to, you know, ninth position which is not too far, maybe even eighth position. Sheffield United scored big at the weekend, but if things don't go their way in some fixtures, they could get really pulled in. Likewise with Durham. Blackburn have got enough about them, I think, considering the way I've seen them play, to get out. They, they've not had luck in front of goal, but Blackburn are doing okay. But the teams above Blackburn, the Birmingham's, the Southampton's, Crystal Palace, Sunderland especially, um, they're in the mix and Charlton are sitting there at the moment thinking we're here but just we're here but just interesting times uh that's it in terms of the Barclays Women's Championship uh we're gonna get the scores for the WSL um just after this okay so we are gonna go through the results for the Barclays Women's Super League 
really interesting scoreline uh, as usual. There's always interesting scoreline in this league. It's good fun. One particular scoreline did stand out. West Ham at home beating Arsenal by two goals to one. Great for the Hammers, the Mad Hammers. Why do you always say Mad Hammers? Anyway, great result for West Ham Mad Hammers uh, fans. You know, it's a good for them. Uh, Arsenal, not so much in terms of trying to get uh, back to the top of the league and uh, push for that title. Aston Villa are at home uh, to Bristol City. Aston Villa, kind of considering the first half of the season, not surprised with this scoreline. Uh, Villa 2, Bristol City 2. Manchester United at home to Brighton. Brighton just literally got rid of their manager, what the hell were they doing getting rid of Mel Phillips? Bonkers. Anyway, Manchester United 2, uh, Brighton nil. So obviously Manchester United fans will be happy for now. Uh, Manchester City fans are always happy at the moment. Uh, they're top, I think, maybe, not sure. Um, they win by two goals. Leicester City, not so happy, uh, not good for them. Liverpool, Tottenham, 1-1. One, one. This says a lot about Tottenham, actually, because I would have probably put this game down as a as a Liverpool win beforehand. Uh, Tottenham last season probably would have crumbled. This shows where Tottenham are at right now. Liverpool are a really good, a really, really, really good team. Uh, so for them to get a point out of this game, good, well done to them. Uh, and the last fixture, Chelsea three, Everton nil. I watched some of this game. I, I've got to be honest. I'm not sure what was going on with the referee. Uh, Penalties which shouldn't have been penalties. Managers have been sent off for, I'm not sure what, I have no idea. But the penalties were soft, soft. I'll say this, I know it's the women's game, and but that's no excuse. Football is a contact sport. Sometimes things are accidents. They're not fouls. Accidents, they're not fouls. Ref, come on. Seriously? Player didn't even have the ball under control. Uh, in terms of the league, Chelsea sit top, Manchester City just behind them. Uh, Arsenal in third place. They'll be ruining that defeat against West Ham. Manchester United in fourth place. Need to be happy with fourth place. Not in one. Uh, Liverpool in fifth, Tottenham in sixth, Leicester City in seventh, Aston Villa in a much better position than they were uh, in 2023. In eighth, West Ham in ninth, Everton 10. Brighton, 11, and you sack Mel. Seriously? Um, and Bristol, uh, bottom of the league. And Bristol have only got six points. Brighton have got 11. So why get rid of her now? She, she, anyway, I won't go into that. So interesting for the Barclays Women's Super League. The usual faces at the top. And some of those usual faces that I'm familiar with at the bottom. And could be heading back to the Barclays Women's Championship. Come join us. Uh, that's it for now in terms of the Barclays Women's Super League roundup. And I'm going to actually say something about the Premier League and a rumour that's going around just after this. So in terms of the rumour that's going around on social media, which is I've seen quite a few video clips on, I think, YouTube and other little snippets and um, possibilities of a particular manager coming back to the Premier League and that manager being uh, Jose Mourinho, who's recently lost his job at Roma after um, taking them to a, a European title after so many years without winning anything. And the rumour is that uh, Manchester United, or there could be a return to Manchester United. And I've seen 
pundits and journalists talk about his possible return and what that might mean for the club and he's eyeing up his he's eyeing up a possible return and the managers and those things only come out really when there's some kind of evidence that it might happen or the club is looking at that in terms of supporting a manager that has the pedigree you know I like Jose Mourinho um and I I like Manchester United used to follow them for a long time but I have to honestly say that I would really be concerned for him if he returned to the Premier League the Premier League is you know it's like vipers in, in, in a sack um, they want you to come until you get inside and then it's like that dust or dawn thing. You'll start drinking and all of a sudden the, like, it gets to a certain hour and then vampires start to come out and, and bite the shit out of you. It, he needs to stay away. Go and write a book, talk about your time in management, go to international football. But to go back to Manchester United, you've still got problems with players that you highlighted years ago. And when you did try to highlight them, in particular with two players, one of them who is no longer at the club, and it was a, a a World Cup winner with France. Won't say his name, but you know who he is. And the other is Martial, who has been the eternal passenger at Old Trafford for a long time. And people have not really had the backbone to say, you need to move on because they were worried about him becoming better somewhere else. Well, you can be in a car for so long until someone says, look, whoever's fighting at the back needs to leave. And that should have happened a long time ago. I am concerned for Jose to go back to a club that hasn't sorted out the mess that he told them about five years ago. So if you know that there are bodies to be removed from the patio, as in Brookside, and you haven't done it, why would you want to go back there when the same people who ran you out of town with whatever implement, weapon they had to use at the time would now stand by with bunting and, you know, a big smile saying, come back, all is forgiven. It just doesn't make any sense. I've uh, likened it to the film Dust Till Dawn, where you're going for a drink and things go wrong after a certain hour. That could possibly be it for Jose Mourinho. You know, Manchester United are a big club. They need to reset and start again. And he named it at the time. There were players there that weren't doing their job. There were people at the club who could have moved on and they didn't move on because they see it as their right to stay at the club, which is fine for them. But for the, the Premier League, or for pundits and journalists to talk about Jose Mourinho to come back to a club that they literally said he'd run out of time with and he'd run out of ideas with is, is kind of farcical, but also shows how dependent the Premier League is for big name managers like Mourinho, like Klopp, like Pep, because once those guys leave, there is no one else they can talk about because all of the other managers are not at that level Jose is one of the best, and whether people like him or not, he is right at the top of the tree. As I suppose when you're at the top of the tree, people throw stones. Um, but yeah, in terms of him going back to, back to Manchester United, you know, I would say as someone who doesn't have anything in it, stay away. Stay away. If I saw him now, I'd say, don't bother, go back. I would say that to him right now. Uh, more after this. And in the world of management, we have seen the departure of two managers in uh, the women's game. Uh, Mel Phillips at Brighton, who uh, joined the club and did her best to steady a, 
a ship that had many leaks in defence and brought some order and new players in. And she has gone after a number of defeats. Uh, sitting, uh, Brighton was sitting or are sitting quite close to the bottom of the WSL. Uh, in my opinion, it's a very hasty decision. A club uh, like Brighton Women have have had their fair share of managers, but in terms of Mel, a very good tactician, a very good man manager person, very good personable manager who's interested not just in the tactics but in the 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 whole person as a footballer which is is quite valuable in 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 this modern day of a uh, touchy feeling if you call it that uh so i'm really surprised and um shocked in a way that uh, she has parted ways with brighton and i'm not sure what brighton fans make of it but it will be interesting for brighton they believe they should be you know much further up the league in terms of the personnel that they have uh, required and uh, or brought in, should I say, and uh, their aspirations. What will that mean for, for fans? Will they be slightly jaded with the constant change of manager or will it kind of increase their expectation that the club is doing the level best to keep, keep, keep a stride with the top tier of the WSL? Uh, elsewhere in, in management... Um, Sheffield United have parted ways with Jonathan Morgan. The connection there in terms of managers is uh, uh, nothing to do with the individuals themselves, but just the leaving club. And what's, say, interesting, I have to be mindful about what I say, uh, is that uh, the club have parted ways with the manager who, it seemed only recently, had been uh, given a, a clean bill of health with regards to uh, conduct, and the question that you would or I have uh, kind of come to, to come to come to the front of my mind is you know, what's going on in terms of the safeguarding recruitment and the, the 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 necessary kind of thorough details that you would do before you bring someone on board in in an area that's still growing in an area that, uh, where player welfare is important, mental health is important, uh, and um, for a club to then you know, many, many months down the line, say that that something that's something new that has come to light before his appointment, uh, they've decided to part ways. It it puts into question uh, the club's processes. It puts into question uh, the amount of safeguarding uh, that any football club puts in place, and and the overall governing body. What does it mean for them going forward? There are uh, rumours around this manager in terms of conduct with players. Uh, that's the most I'm going to say about it at this point. But um, you do have to ask questions. Why has it taken so long for this to happen if that is the case? And how did this new information come to light? It's really, really, I'd say murky waters. It's not good for a game that's still growing, that needs uh, clarity to be right at the forefront of its growth. There needs to be transparency and it needs to it needs to be sold as a wholesome environment for everyone. Players, backroom staff, managers and supporters. And at the moment in time or this moment in time with this particular um, example, it, it, it's not it's not it doesn't come across that way. Uh, so that's something to think about going forward. Anyway, that's it for me this week. Uh, on and off to pitch bows out until the next time. Layers. 